Okay, it takes big black cock to please that lady. I promise you that. My, my little black cock never near her. I'm, I'm, I know. I just know how it is. You just know how it is. Tiny white cock and big thighs do not mix. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> She's got big old thick thighs and real pretty eyes, and she don't like white dick. <laughs> oh, goodness. What? It's just more like watching Jiggy when you You're going to bring on a Trump supporter, and they're going to get pissed and quit. Roll credits. Jiggy almost fell out of his chair because he quit holding on to the arms. He almost fell out again. <laughs> Damn. You all know exactly what's going to happen. The Trump supporter is going to hang up and quit. The porn star is going to get offended. And then you all say, well, goddamn, if we're ever going to be on the radio again, we got to get bowling off of here and we'll bring him on next year. Every fucking year we go through this, and every year you think it's going to work out different, and it never does. It never does. Never does. When are you going to have me in that sports bar and feed me like a king, fly me in, treat me like a star? Well, I biggest don't work star there in anymore, but anytime you come down, I'll take care of you, sir. I'm the biggest star in the world, and I don't hang upside down like a bat. I sit upright <laughs> like a fucking human. Yeah, we're coming through Kansas towards the Wichita area. Let me know. I'll make sure if, we get if you like go with that pen, it's going to fall on the floor. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, I guess y'all are done with me. I know when y'all are going to run me. Y'all going to put that Mozilla guy on. <laughs> if that Mozilla guy outranks, outranks the ratings on me, I'll fucking blow him, too. <laughs> Two white guys I got to blow now. Two uh, white guys you got to blow. I ain't, ain't going to like it. I'm going to tell you that right now. I ain't going to like it because that ain't what I do. But I honor a bet. You know, it's a... <laughs> Hopefully that's not part of the liquid diet for two weeks, Kenny. That's right. Oh, God, that ain't the liquid protein I wanted, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Probably is cheaper, though. I mean, well, you know, oh, it'll be cheaper because the liquid protein I got to take costs 300 bucks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, goodness. Surely to God you can get some white cock for about 12. <laughs> oh, well. 1200 or $12? <laughs> about $12. Um, you sure you don't want to cancel Mazzella? You know you're going to get like nothing 12, out of it. $12 <laughs> for the whole two weeks. Though, yeah, put him on with me, and that way you got a show. Just put him on with me. <laughs> Just put him on with you. Just put him on with me. Introduce him to me. And well, well I, think John's, I think John's got a, got a bolt back to Wichita. I do. Well, what's going on in Wichita? The Shockers? <laughs> well, you know, they are pretty good. You know. Fine baseball team, and not a bad. You, matter of fact, your basketball team beat my Cardinals in the NCAA tournament here several years ago. Well, Assholes. Assholes. <laughs> I remember that. All right. Well, being as you got to go to Wichita, how, how far from Wichita are you? About 30 some miles. Well, you can walk that. Shit. Calm down. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm at that age, I don't want to walk that many fucking miles. Shit, I can't walk to the bathroom. I, I, I get assistance to go take a shit. <laughs> Well, Kenny, it's been an honor and a privilege. And uh, uh, you're you're irritated with me because I ran all your guests no. off, and the Mazella guy is going to get like 12 minutes when I'm done. <laughs> I'm I, just staying on as long as I can so Mazella gets less time. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a rude, oh, I'm a rude motherfucker. <laughs> I you got that smooth, impression. Have smooth operators? I'm a rude motherfucker. <laughs> That is ring music, because I mean, you know, would you have my, my like, name? My name is not Shade, it's Ken A. <laughs> would that be like Tony Falk coming out to your music there? I or? hope the fuck not. Oh, God damn, I didn't think I'd hear the name Tony Falk today. <laughs> Tony Falk's mother didn't think she'd hear the name Tony Falk today. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a wrestling. He couldn't win a popularity freak, contest so. with me if nobody voted but his mother. What, what about what about uh, uh, Cornette's favorite, Tim Horner? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's his favorite. <laughs> he loves him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, I guess I've done all the... How long was I on here? Fucking four hours? Uh, I've done about 12 hours now. of podcasting the last two days. Now you've done 14 and a half. I did tease everybody and told them I was going to do a 24-hour podcast. And then about two hours in, I said, fuck that shit. <laughs> two hours is all I'm good for. Fuck it. And then I, then I fucking did two more hours later that night. And I said, fuck this shit. I ain't doing no fucking 24 hours. And now I'm doing your show. What, what, what time did y'all put me on? Three? No. We've been on two hours and 15 yeah. minutes. Well, fuck this know. shit. And I better get a donation to my food drive. I better get a donation to the Bowman Foundation. And I better get the a goddamn Bowen donation Foundation. to my surgery. I have given y'all entertainment. Practically for free. I want donations. I want big money. Jaguar, I know you're you 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 wipe your ass with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I know your partner's embezzling awesome. money from the bar and I want some of it. <laughs> He's embezzling money from the bar. Oh well Kenny, I, I appreciate I, I it. I shouldn't have said that because now they're on to him. <laughs> I haven't been there for a while, so you don't have to worry. Well, people that took it over. You've been probably there for have. a while, so you yes. should be fucking rich. So send me some money. The, 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 the people wish. that did take it over. All right, I tell you what, Leslie. twenty bucks a head out of everybody I dealt with, and call that Trump supporter up, and I want forty from him. <laughs> the beating he took, the least he can do is pay me forty bucks. Well, he sent me an email. Uh, did he send any ir- money? Ironically, no. He sent, didn't send no does, money. Does he know what paragon of sartorial he, pulchritude means yet? He said. uh Stupid if my exit spoiled the show, but this person was actually draining my brain cells with his inane lack of command of manners, facts, lucidity, <laughs> or linguistic arti- articulation, hey, common to a hey, civilized society. Go ahead and read it. I'm sorry. I he is a perfect spokesperson for the neo-democrats. I'm truly odd, as one would be if looking through a microscope at a, a viral disease... <laughs> As such, he is below yeah. the capacity to be personally insulting because his spew is insult to even that which he presumes to support. Other than that, what a likable mm-hmm. chap. Talk next uh-huh. week. Merry Christmas. Now, do you know what he did there? Do you realize what he did, or do I have to explain that to you as well? Do you know what he did? He didn't have the intellect to compete with me or to battle with me or to engage with me personally. So he had to log off, run like a coward, and then go through his uh, uh, thesaurus go through his dictionary, go through his Webster's, start Googling shit, and then put together some type, probably had some pro come over and type that, that paragraph up for him to try and save face and pro. make it look like he had an actual functioning brain cell. If the stupid fuck was as smart as he thought he would, he would have stayed on here and debated me. But he's a dumb fuck. He's a Trump supporter. He's a fucking idiot. And he could not debate with me, so he had to log off and write a script, which is what most Trump supporters do. Not all. I know you're a Trump supporter because you're hanging upside down like a bat and you look like Rudy Giuliani. And your other guy won't even go on camera with you because he's ashamed of you. You're going to fall. Don't do that. You're going to fall. Oh, there he goes. He's flapping his wings. But uh, no, he's an idiot. And he proved himself to be an idiot because he had to log off and type up a response. That's chicken shit. That's chicken shit. And he's an idiot. And he still didn't tell you what a paragon of sartorial pulchritude was. Fuck him. There you go. I tried looking it up, but I couldn't get the last word. So. <laughs> it's I know even hard to look up. I know you paragon smart is. to know what that means. But looking it up ain't fair. He said he was smart. Oh, no, and he I was there you go, Hogan. Up. I see you. Because I know Hulk, Hulk, that Hulk, last bad word Hogan. I've never heard Rat of. Eater. So. <laughs> Rat eater. Likes right. the N word, I hear. I mean, I oh, it's, well, there is that. It is the same. I mean, I've heard. I know that I stump people. Well, I heard it because he said it. So, you know. Don't use the N word, and I wouldn't know it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Damn. 
You can't blame me. He's the one that said it on a recording like a fucking idiot. Jesus. Fuck Hogan. Fuck <laughs> Coach. Probably a Trump supporter. Although I, I don't think he is a Trump supporter. I have no idea, to be honest with you. I know McMahon is, and Linda fucking blows Donald Trump on a... No, no, even Donald Trump wouldn't let Linda, Man, Linda McMahon blow him. Even he's got more taste than that. <laughs> well, Kenny, before we let you go, how do we donate to your fund and everything else? Well, when you say we, you better mean you and everybody that was bothered me today. Uh, that is Kenny Bolin at MSN.com. Just make a note that you're donating to the Bolin Foundation and make sure that I know it's a donation, that you're not buying a shirt or a book or headphones or a DVD or sex with me, but that's 50 bucks, by the way. <laughs> and uh, let's see, with my book, uh, I Probably Screwed You Too, The Mostly True Stories of Kenny Bowen, still selling pretty good after three years, and I do sign those ship to you for nineteen ninety-five. Well, no, I actually charge you $3 for the shipping. I got to make some money here, fuckers. Come on, help me out. Uh, my uh, headphones, the monster in-tunes that I wear on the shows that you people should be wearing. Seventy nine ninety five. They normally list for one ninety nine ninety five, but I get unused display models. Uh, the two or three main DVDs I'm selling right now are. I hope I'm eating into Mazella's time. Uh, are, uh, my breakfast with Bowen. Yes, you have. Uh, a buffet with Bowen with me and Cornette. I have parts one and two. If you buy one, it's nineteen ninety five. If you buy them both, it's thirty four ninety five. Shipped. Can't beat that. Uh, my hats. The Bowen Club and BS hats are nineteen ninety five. Bowling Club and BS shirts are twenty four ninety five, and all profits through the mo- month of December go to the Bowling Food Drive, where I feed needy families around the Louisville metro area and a few families in the Philippines that I know are struggling. Look at that! What more can you ask out of one fucking man? I'll tell you, you're a humanitarian, Kenny. And I'll let you blow me for a million dollars. Then I can retire. That's right. Then I don't have to do these stupid fucking podcasts with Trump supporters anymore. I can sit at home and masturbate all day with uh, Lena or whatever. Lee. Hannah Lee. Hannah Lee, whatever her name is. Hannah Lee. I'll fuck, I'll fuck her so hard her tattoos will fall off. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we should close with that. I'm in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> well, Kenny. I said good day. Uh, well, I will see you next year, my friend. Yeah, don't get in any hurry to bring me back, you chicken shit. <laughs> There goes Kenny, You're star bad maker. Shit. You're bad shit crazy, Giuliani. <laughs> Hope you fall out of your fucking perch and break your goddamn neck. <laughs> He's going to fall. Good day. Good day, Kenny. There goes Kenny, star maker, oh, Molin. That's crazy. And uh, that about wraps it up here for our Christmas with the star maker. And <laughs> Lord. So, John, before we before we go, uh, what did you think of that? I think I was just smart. Two hours and 18 minutes there, of so. bowling. Oh, I love him. He's probably one of the most quick-witted, you know. I mean, I think I'm quick-witted. He's good. He's real good. Yeah. That's the reason I've always been a huge admirer of his. I mean, you can't stump him for anything. I no. Mean, that's that's what made him impressive. I mean, yeah, the guy the guy is really smart, but he, you know, yeah, he kind of comes across a little strong here and there. Well, yeah. You know what? But he's nowhere near... As abusive or abrasive as Jim Cornette is. Well, that too. Cornette's a pretty smart guy too, like that, but he's just like, he comes across really abrasive lots of times. Uh-huh. That's the reason some people are turned off. When he's talking about wrestling, couldn't couldn't sit there and enjoy somebody more. Yep. The minute he gets off anything wrestling, then it's kind of like, 
Son of a bitch. You know, dude, <laughs> pressure medicine, you know? Well, uh, that'll wrap it up here. And uh, I appreciate John for being with us. And I guess we yeah, will uh, we will see you uh, next Sunday for a live show. Don't know what the hell we're going to be doing. We'll be doing something. <laughs> okay. And I'll process that. And then I guess I'll call Don for hiding <laughs> right. the Mazella's time. Oh, you're, you're smart. <laughs> Oh, it's a hell of a deal. Let me do this. I'm going to throw these in. What was the deal with them calling the freaking state tax thing? We have got a great musical artist coming up right now. I I can't even get into it. It's wake up. It's right now, and it's here. I'll talk America live.
That's Wake Up, and it's here on Talk America Live. We've got more coming up. Happy holidays. With Don Mazzella and our guest. We have got a great musical artist coming up right now. I, I can't even get in. Kansas. Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. He's realizing Jiggy Jaguar is better than me. I'm totally serious about that, too. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar. Yes, indeed. Tyler Hollywood will never live that down. It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. It is coast-to-coast. It is border-to-border. It is tune-in, iTunes, radio loyalty. 50-plus AM, FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. We've got a great musical artist we are going to feature right now here on our broadcast. We've been featuring it all month. It is fantastic. It is showtime. Maniac. Oh, yeah. Check it out today, right now. On our big broadcast, Showtime Maniac. Cash Money Cash Money Showtime Maniac. Hey, yo, light up. This is Gummy B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This what we doing. This what we doing. Wait. This what we doing. This what we doing. Yeah. Back to the future, I'm a visionary, headed to the top, that's the missionary. Working hard, need a secretary, dead presidents, need a cemetery. Worldwide from that old state, got a potty mouth, need cocaine. What a long day, my nigga Taz got a cocaine. Body bagging with a mask and hoodie. Took his life for that bag of goodies. Don't overlook me, I'm far from a rookie, I'm misunderstood. Sometimes I get pushed, but I'm shining bright, call me Mr. Clean, talking fresh as fuck, no list for ring. She a whole snack. Different levels, you're not in my league on two different lanes. 
wish I could never miss. Body bagging for the hell of it. Just wait on my black like I'm celibate. Just make sure you got Okay, well, let's see if we can get Mr. Bernstein. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Josh, can you hear me, my friend? Yes, hey, there you are. There we are. Okay, well, let me uh, grab Don Mazzella here and bring him into the... Oh, okay, Don's on. ...conversation with us. Oh, good. We were taping our Christmas special, and we ran over time, so uh, <laughs> I'm just, I am just now calling. So, uh, and Don just called me. Yeah, hit me up. Well, good, I'm... I'm wolfing down a sub sandwich, so we're in good shape. Hey, that's fine. Uh, we had a we had an adult film star <laughs> on who, who was eating Chick Fil A earlier, so you know that's fine. Everybody's eating, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think there's Don Mazzella. Don, can you hear me, my friend? I hope so. Can there you hear me? There we are. Okay. Well, we've got uh, the Josh, famous Don Mazzella, the famous Don Mazzella, or as I like to say, the star of stage and screen, Don Mazzella. And, I wish uh, you were. Yeah. You haven't seen my kisser lately, have you? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Don, we've we've got Josh Bernstein with us today. Of course, oh. Josh Bernstein is from the Josh Bernstein Show, and uh, he's also representative for our friends at AMAC and. Um, uh, Don, give, give me your thoughts first off on this situation with government shutdown and everything, and then we'll get Josh's thoughts on things. Well, you know, you know, I had a, a, a Italian minister at my club last week, and I said, you know what? If the government shut shut down, who cares? Uh, if you think if you think about it, when, when we had the uh, 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 the government shut down. Uh, uh, most things went on uh, as if nothing had happened. And uh, truth be known, seven or eight days of, of no government might do this country good. Having said that, um, I just saw uh, an item where uh, President Trump is threatening not to sign the uh, continuing resolution to keep it funded through February uh, because he really wants the wall. And what people don't understand about uh, President Trump, in my view, is that, uh, you know, he demands uh, the world and settles for uh, a continent, if you think of it that way. And uh, what they should do is throw him a bone and give him a a, a couple of hundred million dollars to start building a wall and um, see what happens. Uh, I I think it's necessary. Uh, I don't know if you saw today that... um, the government is in, is going to um, send people back to Mexico to await asylum rather than let them stay in the country awaiting asylum uh, adjudication. I think we're slowly but surely uh, seeing that we're taking back our, bo- our borders. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Josh, and, uh, give, give, give us your take on this. Well... My take is that all you have to do is look at the fact that over $4.8 million has already been raised in three and a half days to build the wall by Brian Colfidge and the Brian Colfidge Trust, which uh, is on the GoFundMe account. And Americans are not giving a dollar or two dollars or three dollars. They're giving 50, 100. Some are even giving a thousand, 500, 200, 300. There is a desire from the American people 
to secure our borders and to make this country safer. And I think two things can come of this. Obviously, a billion dollars is a lot to raise online. It can be done. It's not done very often. But it's actually, you know what, I just refreshed it. It's 7.6. It's 7,661,715 of a $1 billion goal. That has been raised by 126,000 people in only three days. So what we can do is we can take this to our government and say, look, the American people are willing to give up their own money out of their own pockets. If you guys won't do it, we will. And I think two things can happen. It can be a symbolic gesture for the Republicans to get their act together and get this done, or we'll build it ourselves. And, uh, you know, this GoFundMe, if it hits where it needs to be, it's going to be in a, in a trust. So you're going to have lawyers involved. You're going to have appropriated funds involved. You're going to have, uh, you know, uh, legal documents drawn up with the money and what it can be used for and dispersed for. You're going to have contractors, land surveyors, architects, you know, all the bricklayers. I mean, this is like a real deal. This isn't just some person that, you know, fought for our country and lost three of their limbs and is going to raise money and keep all the money. No, this is a, a for real deal. And in only three days, at $7.6 million, it goes to show you that the appetite to secure this border is not only real, but it's growing each and every day. So... I think that uh, at some point, shutting down the government is obviously an excellent idea. Uh, let's just, you know, get this thing done. The American people want this. We're going to get it done. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Can I just jump in here and point out whatever happened to that uh, big caravan of people that were supposedly going to storm the border? You know, it's, it's, it seems. Uh, have you heard anything about them for the last two weeks? Um, no, and I think one of the reasons is because that publicity stunt backfired um, on them. But uh, I couldn't agree with you more. But you know, that, uh, in Washington, seven million dollars is um, is chump change and a rounding error. And um, uh, I was talking to somebody about the, that. I hadn't re realized it had gone up to that number. And he looked at me and said, uh, you know, we, we don't care. You know, uh, Washington is so far removed from the border. If they put the capital of Washington at the border, then they'd be uh, be concerned. Yeah, there you go. You know, and, and the real answer is uh, um, Washington politicians, um, the Democrats are uh, uh, pandering to the uh, uh uh, Latina uh, 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 electorate. Uh, the uh, uh, they don't understand that uh, uh, immigrants displace blacks and Latinos uh, more than than they realize. But uh, again, they think it's a winning uh, uh, issue. I don't think it is, but they think it's winning issue as long as they can keep uh, President Trump from building that wall. We've got well, we've got uh, Josh Bernstein with us today. Josh, uh, give us your take on that. Well, I think it's interesting that uh, the migrants um, were screaming that you know we want asylum, and if you don't allow us into the country, then you need to give us all fifty thousand dollars apiece. 
Well, bottom line is, if the appropriations bill and the um, the um, the conciliation bill was to pass, you're looking at billions of dollars for Guatemala and Honduras and all these countries. So technically, they would have won. They would have gotten their 50000 per person to go back to their country. Nobody's even pointing that out. But look, I think more than anything else, you know, the Republicans still have control. And I applaud President Trump for shutting down the government because, if you remember, he said last time when he got the military funding done and they kicked the funding for the wall, he said, this is the last time I will sign one of these without border security. And you know what? He's keeping his promise. He's keeping his word, thank God. And uh, I commend him for it. Shut it down. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, uh, here in the Northeast, uh, uh, it, it's not a, a winning issue. Uh, by the way, just across the uh, uh, my desk, uh, Secretary uh, Defense Secretary Mattis is retiring at the end of February, uh, which is going to open up another battle. Uh, it's tweeted by President. Uh, Trump. Yep. Uh, just now. Again. Well, we got to watch out for him because I have heard rumors that he may want to challenge Trump in 2020. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but I have heard rumors that Mattis may want to try. I Not keep, that he would win, mm, but. I keep saying the smartest thing Trump can do is, uh, is in July of, of uh, 2020 saying, I'm going home, folks, uh, and, you know, leave everybody uh, 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 gasping. That would, you know, do you know what that would do to this country? Uh, what did Nixon say? You don't have me to kick around anymore? Uh, uh, but if you think about it, um, the comedians wouldn't have anything to talk about. The Democrats wouldn't have anything to talk about. And, and Trump would go home and... Uh, um, you know, make uh, uh, make money. Uh, and by the well, way, could I uh, go ahead? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I would disagree with that for a couple of reasons. It would really depend on where we were at at that point. I mean, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, ends up retiring, and you know, at, in the beginning of the year, which there have been rumors that her health is in decline, and, and that might be the case. If she does, and he gets another Supreme Court justice, and also figures out a way to fund and build and construct the border wall, then, yeah, I could see him going out in the sunset after one term and saying, you know what, I've had enough. I've done enough. But if he doesn't, I would like to see him continue, win in 2020, and have another four years to complete the job. So I really think it would just depend. I mean, if he didn't run again, he's already a legendary president, just as far as his accomplishments so far. But obviously there's more to go, and I would love to see him do even more. Well, you know, uh, traditionally the second term, uh, first term a president concentrates on uh, domestic issues, second term uh, concentrates on foreign issues. Uh, but anyway, um, um, I, I, uh, I, I think the smart thing for, for Trump to do, President Trump to do, is, is to walk away. I, I just think it would be a, um, a smart move. And uh, By the way, I agree with you. I I don't think there's been a president in the last 50 years that has accomplished more of what he said he set out to do than President Trump. Unfortunately, given 
the um, uh, the media, etc. Uh, it's going to take forty years uh, for the true his true accomplishments to be recognized. Well, that might be the case. I, I think um, immediate. I mean, obviously, we see in the economy and you know jobs being created and regulations being cut and you know, all the different things that we've been able to do as far as getting out of the Paris Accords. He was right on that, obviously. The rioting, the streets screaming Trump was right. You know, you know, getting out of the Iran deal, um, Keystone Pipeline, I mean, the list is long. We know that. Mm-hmm. So I think that in the media, he's going to get the credit for that because it's impossible not to get the, credit, get the credit for that, even though the media doesn't want to discuss it and doesn't want to talk about it. Um, but on the long term, you know, having the Supreme Court remade, I think, is a big, big deal. And uh, if we can get at least one more, then I would say that we would solidify this country uh, and conservatism on the on the judge on the judgeship for the next twenty five to thirty years. You know, barring any debts or anything. I, I agree with you. And by the way, my uh, uh, again talking to my contact in Washington. Uh, he said the only way they get uh, Ginsburg will get out of, um, of the Supreme Court is to the carrier out. Um, uh, um, uh, he's uh, uh, he's pretty close to the uh, on this. He's been uh, pretty right and made me look right a few times. He feels that uh, she will not step down and uh, as long as she can. Uh, uh, um, the semblance of herself, but um, uh, along with that is uh, uh, he indicated that she is not doing as much as she used to, and in fact uh, uh, they have not assigned a, a decision to her in the uh, in the uh, current uh, in the last month. Anyway. Right. Well, she's eighty-five years old. She had a stint put in her heart. She had uh, colon cancer. She survived. She had pancreatic cancer. She survived. Uh, so she's had a lot of different health issues. She recently fell and broke three ribs. She's slowly recovering from that. Uh, her health is in decline. She's 85 years old. Uh, it would not shock me if she was no longer on the bench in the next 90 days, uh, certainly even sooner than that. Uh, again, I've heard rumors from her staffers, from people that are around her, that, you know, her mind may want to continue, but her body is letting her down. And uh, so she may be in a situation where she's no longer able to serve. Uh, you know, um, uh, here we're speculating on a poor woman's... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not wishing anything against her. I'm just putting the facts out of her medical history. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll look at some there. Um, uh, what's his name? The CBS uh, Sumner chairman. Redstone. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's ninety odd years old. They just uh, appointed his. They grand- just ruled him grandson. incapacitated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, but the, he's still controlling. Um, you know, um, I, I I interviewed a man who was eighty seven years old who was starting his uh, third um, uh, entrepreneurial venture after retiring from uh, a major bank. And he's yeah, well, look, years old. And I said, one of the closest people to me in in uh, in all of broadcasting, I'm like a grandson to him, is Barry Farber, and he oh. still has his wits about him, 
And, you know, he's, uh, he's very intelligent, very smart. He's got his wits about him. And I think he's about 90 or 91 or 92. So, you know, they're, they're all up there. Well, uh, he, keep, well, he well, keeps marrying younger than him. That, that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Josh, we've got to get to Larry Tracy before we do that. Uh, talk sure. to us about AMAC. Yes, uh, AMAC is the um, alternative to AARP. Uh, it's an organization for seniors 50 years of age and older, all the same types of products and services. Uh, the only main difference is that they are an America first conservative alternative. So when they do lobby on behalf of Washington and Congress and their members, it is to provide them with more power, more control, and of course, more freedom in healthcare choices and decisions. Obviously, with Obamacare now being, uh, made illegal, basically, the individual mandate and all that, and Obamacare is really dead at this point, uh, we'll be behind the scenes working with the Republicans to craft new legislation that will be an excellent alternative to Obamacare. And, of course, it will be less government intrusive uh, as well. So check them out at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S, or you can call toll-free 888-262-2006. Again, 888-262-2006. Tell them that you heard about AMAC on the Jiggy Jaguar program, and they'll even give you a one-year free introductory offer. Again, 888-262-2006, and on the web at amac.us. And I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all the fans and supporters out there and fans of the Jiggy Jaguar show. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate it, Josh. We will uh, talk to you uh, sometime in January, my friend. You got it. God bless everyone. And Don, we're going to take a break. Don, you as well. I'm going to call Larry Tracy. I'm going to call you right back. So hold tight, Don. We are going to uh, do this. We are going to call Mr. Larry Tracy, the big star, star of station screen Larry Tracy, and uh, get him in here, and then we will call Don Mazzella back and uh, get him in here. Got to find Larry Tracy's phone number. That's always a, it's always a gamble, uh, trying to find Larry Tracy's phone number. Good Lord. So, we will call Mr. Tracy. We'll get Dawn in here. Maybe. Hello? Larry, can you hear me? It's James hey. giving you a holler. Hey, How are you, my friend? You can. That's right. Let me uh, let me get our co-host here, Don Mazella, in here, and we will do some chitty-chatting. We, uh, okay. we had a guest run over, so we are just now getting to you. I apologize for that. But uh, oh, Don, that's Don okay. Maz- that's that show business. <laughs> Let's see. You, you understand. You understand all this stuff. That's right. <laughs> You get well, I'm it. Glad, I'm glad somebody understands it. I don't. <laughs> now, um, Don Mazzella joins us. He's our regular co-host on Talk America Live each and every weekend. And uh, Larry, um, let's talk about Bring Home the Bacon. Uh, it is a fantastic book. Tell me and Don a little bit about it. Well, it was written based on the experience that I had in speaking in the, in the government, especially the last three years when I was... Uh, 
defending and debating the Reagan policy on Central America, and I developed a, a system over the years on it. And it's just based on the premise that the ability to speak and the ability to persuade is probably the most important skill you can have. Uh, I'm joined in that attitude with Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker, who constantly says, hey, that's the most important skill a human being can have. And I think one of the things is people are afraid of uh, presenting, but should look at should look at this and the lessons that are in my book as a means to an end because that's the that's the best way to be a leader. There's maybe one percent of people are born with uh, the ability to lead, to inspire, to motivate, and then the rest of us need some sort of a system, and that's through the spoken word, and that's what you learn in this book. So I think it's a real shortcut to success, and they can if I'll put the plug in, they can go right to Amazon and get it. <laughs> We've got uh, Larry Tracy with us today. Now, Larry, um, give us give us your thoughts on the withdrawal from Syria and what are some of the consequences, and then we'll let Don weigh in on this as well. Well, uh, I simply cannot understand it. I'm, I'm dumbfounded by this decision uh, because it's based on the false premise that we have defeated ISIS and we have not. In military terms, we have degraded ISIS significantly, but they're far from defeated. They've got 30,000 fighters in Syria. And uh, we've done this with, uh, he, President Trump did this apparently without the consulting with uh, either Secretary of Defense Mattis or Secretary of State Pompeo. And one of the suspicions that's running around Washington is that he did this in a deal with Erdogan of Turkey, who was ready to buy uh, air defense system from Russia, and Trump wanted to make sure that he bought the, the Patriot system. So all of a sudden... Erdogan decides he's going to buy the Patriot system, and Trump decides he's going to pull out. And what we're doing there, we are we are abandoning our best ally in the Middle East, the Kurds. And, and and this is going to be a terrible, terrible blow to U.S. credibility. They're going to say, "Hey, you can't depend on the United States to back uh, back us in any way." So uh, it's, a, it's just a uh, a real uh, a real error in my judgment. I haven't seen anybody in support. Senator Graham, who's been one of his biggest supporters of late, has really come out and said he's making the same mistake that Obama did in Iraq by pulling troops out. The consequences are going to be, James, that we're going to be sending troops back in there now uh, later on, and it's going to be a much stronger ISIS. We're going to have to redo all the good things that have been done. So, in my judgment, a terrible, terrible decision. Don, well, what do you make of that? Couldn't agree with him more. Um, I uh he he put it uh, uh I, I couldn't add um, much more to it uh everybody i talked to say say um it's the wildest decision he's made but again um i i i believe he'll say this and then uh he will pull back um uh, by the way he also said that uh, we're going to move uh, uh, uh draw down in afghanistan you know, uh, here all of the liberals have been saying we should we should not be in this war, we should not be doing this, we should not be doing that. When he does something, then everybody says, "Oh my God, he's doing something wrong." You know, you, you, I sit here. Uh, I, I I agree, it's a terrible decision, but the liberals have been uh, talking about this for three years. They uh, there was a, a program uh, uh, Friday. Uh, uh, I'm one of the, uh, 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 I don't know, one of them, uh, certainly not Fox, in which they talked about the fact that we should draw down troops. Here he says it, then everybody says, 
oh my god no so you know what is the answer out there and if i knew the answer i've covered uh three four uh arab israeli wars and i can't tell you um t- today uh what's the answer so i'd be curious what larry thinks uh is the answer well one of the one of the things uh during the campaign president and candidate trump was talking about uh, bringing the troops back from uh, from the Middle East. That, that's easier said than done. We've got vital interests over there. And uh, we, we certainly don't want to surrender it to Russia. That has always been an area that they were interested in. And then Iran. I mean, the Iran and Russia are going to be the two big beneficiaries of this withdrawal from uh, from Syria. And, again, it's it's got everybody gobsmacked, to use that word. They, they simply don't understand. Now will he back off and and consider he's he's a very stubborn man. So rather than admit that he was wrong, he may not. Hey, and I'm saying that as the guy who voted for him <laughs> and probably will vote for him again because of the terrible alternatives. <laughs> but uh, this this one I just uh, have no answer for whatsoever. He had. Uh, um, I'll turn it around and said, you remember they said if you move the embassy to Jerusalem, um, all hell will break out. And nothing happened. Um, yeah, uh, it's emboldened him. Um, whatever so that's, the, that's just a bit more on the political side. This is going to be something on the ground that is going to have immediate military consequences, and they're not going to be good. Oh, okay. But and I, I, I just have a lot more confidence in uh, Secretary Mattis <laughs> than I do in the president in making I, I, decisions like this. I don't know if you know, but he, they just announced he's Mattis is leaving at the end of February. I, I, oh, I, no, I have not heard that, but I, I was figuring this might be the last straw. For him. Well, he just, I mean, uh, dude, it, dude, that's going to be a terrible loss, Mattis leaving. Uh, I, I, c- I couldn't agree with you more, but oh. uh, could I just say one thing? Um, in talking to the military people that I know. Um, and, there is a great feeling that our our troops right now are um, um, uh, are really stretched very thin, and and it might be that um, this may be a way uh, to kind of uh, refresh our troops. I only bring it up because um, uh, I've been told by by people who know, who know this far better than me that we are really stretched thin. Militarily, and I don't know if you saw the article in yesterday's Wall Street Journal about uh, how we're simply not strategically set up to really uh, uh, meet some of the uh, challenges about the. the uh, oh, that's right. Well, first of all, you have to remember we've been uh, our military has been committed for 17 years, just one after another. Uh, for instance, I'm I'm of the Vietnam generation. I served two tours in Vietnam. These people are going back four, five, and six times. Yes. And when you go back a uh, uh, time like that, you figure, hey, luck's going to run out at some time. So uh, now our casualties are certainly down, but uh, it's still a um, terrible situation, and, and the, uh, the military is thin. So I, I, you know, I saw the article in the, in the journal, and I agree with it. Uh, I, uh, I, I was a correspondent in Vietnam, but... Uh, uh, the the difference in Vietnam was that they rotated people out um, individually rather than what they're doing today, which is rotating exactly. out 
Yeah. Uh, by, uh, that was uh, one of the uh, factors that, um, anyway, that we can uh, talk about. Well, but uh, you would have seen that then as a correspondent, that uh, by rotating people in and out, that also had a tremendous disadvantage because you, you didn't have unit cohesion. Yes. People were coming in and going. This way, a uh, battalion is going in and it's coming back out. So it, it, it's a toss-up. Uh, it, it, it was just, we learned from Vietnam, but I'm not sure we learned all that we should have. Well, unfortunately, we always fight uh, the last war rather than this war. Uh, yeah, that's, that's always the way it is. That's, that's uh, Any time we, we do it, we... Uh, and one of the things that has been lost, we have uh, been dealing primarily in counterinsurgency over the years, and there's some wonder what what's going to happen if we have to fight big division-sized battles. And that, that could happen with Russia or with China. And we made that big mistake uh, back in Korea. didn't know what we were uh, going to confront at that point. So that's the history of the United States. We, we do tend to fight the last war. No, I don't know. It's something we have to worry about. You know, I don't know about you, but you know, you pick up the paper. Uh, I have to read the New York Times every day, and if you pick up the paper and, and you really look at it, you say to yourself, "My God, what are we? Uh, uh, how are we existing in this world?" Yet, if you go out to other parts of the country and you you'll see and talk to people, they seem to be uh, having a pretty even keeled life. Uh, oh yeah. Well, the, the Times and, and my local paper, the Washington Post, <laughs> nothing that Trump does can succeed. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is, uh, I, I, I just, I don't think anybody, and he, of course, he contributes to a lot of this himself. He, he's his own worst enemy. I mean, he could be a little bit more presidential, uh, a little more cautious in some of his tweets, but he does seem to uh set his mouth in motion before his brain is working and this uh this just gives them more ammunition so that's so I, true. Uh, I don't know what the solution is to that well um I, I, as i said on jiggy's program and said other places to me if i were him i'd accomplish all i can in the first term and walk away uh, I, you know uh it, it would, uh, and I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I took a bet the other day with someone a hundred to a, uh, to one that uh, he would walk away at the end of the. Uh, uh, a lot of us thought that that he would do that, um, turn it over to Pence, who's a, a strong conservative. Who the he may be the biggest Pence, uh, Pence may be the biggest uh, guarantee against impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> Liberals would say, "Hey, Trump is a little crazy and unpredictable, but this guy Pence is a real right winger. They, they may not want to get him for four years." But, and that's the other question. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. Uh, anybody who says that they can predict what Mueller is going to do, just they just don't know what they're talking about. This is a very unusual uh, investigation that is going on. Is that there are virtually no leaks whatsoever? That's that's unheard of in Washington. But you don't hear it. He's really instilled a lot of discipline on there. So we don't we don't know if there's anything going on, if they have any evidence. And as far as impeachment, you have to remember the term is high crimes and misdemeanors. But there's no standard for that. It's basically what the House of Representatives decides is high crimes and misdemeanors. 
So I mean, we we can have a replay to a great degree of what happened with Clinton, that the House has articles of impeachment, and then it goes over to the Senate. The Senate then was controlled by the Democrats. They said no, and the Senate is controlled next year by the Republicans again, and so it may be a repeat of that. But it, it means very little legislation is going to get passed. And uh, and the other thing, and I, I mentioned this once before uh, when I was on with James, and that is I think we're going to find dueling investigations next year. The three House committees have already said they're going to go full bore on investigating everything about, about Trump and the Russians and et cetera. And Lindsey Graham, the Senate Judiciary Chairman, and William Barr, the new AG who will be coming in, have both talked in terms of a need for a special counsel to go back and look at Hillary Clinton's 30,000 emails, uh, this, this disgraceful dossier uh, by Christopher Steele. Now, Steele is is a, an alumnus of MI6, which is one of the top intelligence agencies in the world. And I've looked at that dossier, and I said, this MI6 would never have accepted that. And even Bob Woodward, when it first came out, was on uh, one of the programs on Sunday morning, and he said, I've looked at the dossier, it is garbage. But that's mm-hmm. what the FBI used for the FISA investigation. And one other little point, I would think the FISA judges should really be upset that they were played for suckers uh, on this thing. And, and now with uh, Barr as AG and uh, Lindsey Graham heading the Senate Judiciary Committee, that could be the fight on the other side. And uh, it'll be for an interesting 2019. Oh, yeah, may you live an interesting time. Couldn't agree with you more. But, um, I, you know, I reached the point where uh, uh, if you look at everything that happened in that campaign, the main thing that happened is that Hillary Clinton ran a terrible campaign. But they she did. You know, and the other thing is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw that New York State is forced to close down, closing down of the Trump uh uh, uh, the foundation. Yeah. But the point is, if you look at the Clinton Foundation and what they've done, <laughs> you know, yet they don't even touch that. And you sit there and, and uh, you wonder, um, you know, uh, the rich have always gotten away with things. But sometimes well, you know, there was there. one. There was one thing that I remember during uh, during the debates, and I wondered why they didn't bring it up. The former Senate leader in Haiti just really ripped into the Clinton Foundation and and to uh, the two Clintons and saying what a disgrace they were and how they had just ripped off the Haitian people, giving business to their uh, cronies and that the Haitian people didn't get much of these donations. And the other thing is to uh, look at it, how the Clinton Foundation that was doing all this wonderful charitable work and getting all this money to do good things all of a sudden didn't get any money after she lost. Yeah. So, to say that it wasn't a pay-for-play, <laughs> well, you, you that, and I—that that would be another thing for uh, Lindsey Graham to look into the <laughs> the Clinton Foundation and to do it. Well, I, I, so think, I think there's it, a lot of material in the look back. And I believe if the Democrats rip the bandage and go after Trump, I think that uh, they will uh, they will do it as well. Um, and they, we'll, that could really be a case, yeah. You know, it's un, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, what's missing in in Washington today is compromise. The art of politics is compromise, as Lyndon Baines said. And mm-hmm. you, 
you know, we don't seem to have that in in, in Washington today. Well, they, they just did it, and there's uh, one, one little example, this crime bill. That came across very bipartisan, and maybe that could be a model if they'll do it, but there's so much dislike on both sides of the aisle uh, on it, and, and especially the Democrats towards Trump. Oh, I think they simply have never gotten over the shock that their standard bearer, Hillary, could have lost to a, a guy like Trump. And they're still wondering about that. Well, you, you know, um, she had planned to have fireworks on, on the Hudson River election night, and, and she was smart enough to cancel that before the election. But uh, you wonder mm-hmm. if, she, if she hadn't, uh, <laughs> what they would have done with the fireworks. But uh, that, that's another time. Uh, we, you know, I do um, uh, I do something with Fox uh, on a regular basis, and when I I've talked across the country, it's it's amazing. In the Northeast and in the West Coast, it's one world, and in between is a totally different world. And yeah. uh, uh, it's it's real it's really funny. Um, and uh, I don't know if we'll ever. Um, uh, bridge the gap between, but uh, um, uh, someone said to me, uh, uh, "There's a book coming out which predicts that California and Oregon and Washington will break off into a new nation in uh, within 50 years." Um, huh. um, and I thought about it and said, "You know, it's a possibility, but uh, they can have all the taxes they want in California." California. Uh, Taxes are um, taxes will eventually break this country because well, businesses are leaving California in droves because of the taxes and and uh, citizens moving out as well. But here's an interesting statistic, just to keep in the back of your mind: when people throw up this thing that uh, Hillary Clinton won the uh, popular vote, yes, she did, but she won that strictly because of. The states of New York and California. She won Correct. 2.9 million over those. Trump won the rest of the country by about a million and a half. The other thing is, within the, that 2.9 million, 2.5 million came from the cities of Los Angeles and New York. So I say thank God for the founding fathers and the Electoral College. <laughs> and and, and although, oh, they want to get rid of that. And, and uh, Democrats will probably try to do something, but I don't. I don't think it can be done without a constitutional amendment, mm. and it will never pass. The, the Electoral College will be here to stay. Thank God. You, I don't know yeah. if, you, if, if you've ever read Miracle in Philadelphia, the story of the Constitution, um, but if you, if, or if you read anything of Madison's uh, uh, secret uh, note-taking of it, you sit there and listen to these uh, men who were, uh, to quote a friend of mine, they were giants. They, uh, the, you know, they sat there and they invented democracy and federalism, and uh, they did it in a way they compromised. If you read, if you read the document, uh, 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 when I was a student, I had a professor that forced me to read it. It was the greatest thing that uh, he ever did for me. But the point is, if you read the the, uh, the inner workings of that constitutional convention. And the Madison's notes, etc. They compromised. They said, "Yeah, they compromised on slavery. They compromised on the House and the Senate. They compromised, compromised, compromised." And Trump. Came, 
came up with a constitution that took us from 13 seaboard states to number one world power. You know, and you sit there and people complain. They want to change this. They want to change that. They want to change the other. The, the Bill of Rights. They they all agreed to have something that had to be done, so they did the Ten Amendments. You sit there and sometimes uh, they they don't teach that in college or uh, high school uh, anymore, but people should read that and understand what... Uh, I'll get off my high horse. It just... I sometimes sit well, here. One, one place that people should uh, look at going to is... Uh, Dr. Larry Arn, A-R-N, I believe, and he's the president of Hillsdale College, and he's one of the leading constitutional scholars, and I believe he puts a course out online about the Constitution. And and the key would be to just get in touch with hillsdalecollege.com and find that out. But he's he's a brilliant person, very clear in his writing and in his speaking. And, and that would be, yeah, most people have never read that and not realized as you call them, giants. They were indeed how fortunate we were to have had that particular group of human beings in that place at that time. Uh, is that the college where they don't take any federal money? It might be. It's a, it's a very conservative school. They put out a newsletter. It may may well be, and I'm not even sure where it's located, but it is H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E College. Yeah, so yeah in Illinois. Search, we'll get I'm all that for you. Yeah. I'm pretty certain it's Illinois. That, that uh, probably, I, yeah, I think you're right. That rings the bell. Um, no, it's, uh, only because, um, and I, he, he, I read some of his work. He said uh, the way they've set up the college is, you know, you're there to learn. You're there to, to listen uh, across the board, uh, and which is another thing, I, uh, well, uh we really missed today the the diversity of views in our uh, colleges and universities um which uh, we can talk about another time but i'm curious about your book if i could go back to it can you give give me a couple of examples of what you mean uh, what you've done inside your book that i uh, well the base thing is my background and i was an army colonel and i had an unusual career in which i Every job I seemed to be, have was to be the duty briefer. And at one time I was selected to be the senior intelligence briefer to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I was in the Defense Intelligence Agency. My specialty was Latin America. And then in the Reagan administration, the White House detailed me over to the State Department. And I did most of the uh, speaking and debating, defending the Reagan 